0: Hey everyone, welcome back to another great episode of At the Hourglass. My name is Molly Nolan, I am your podcast host, and I'm excited to bring us back into the world of Working Genius. This is a framework we've talked a couple times about on the podcast. It comes from Patrick Lencioni and The Table Group, and our very own Sydney Bates, she is a project manager here at Nolan Consulting Group. She is also a Working Genius Certified Trainer. Now over the last several months, Sydney has facilitated several working genius team debriefs, meaning she has worked with different businesses that we work with here at NCG, had their teams take the working genius assessment and then met with them as a group to debrief their team results. This is about understanding the different geniuses, competencies, and frustrations we have a need to make a team succeed. We also have Josh Abramson, chief solutionist and president from Albright Painting out in Los Angeles, California. Join us for a few minutes to talk about his team experience. He had several members of the team at Albright Painting participate in a working genius team debrief back in December and he loved it. He had nothing but good things to say. It was had, how exciting it was to see his team kind of come alive and, and talk about the results and be vulnerable and how it's really impacted how they operate now moving forward. We hope you enjoy. And if you're interested in learning more about Working Genius, you can check it out at workinggenius.com. Today's episode is sponsored by the 2024 Grand Summit an annual conference for summit members designed to collaborate, educate, and share best practices. This year's conference is taking place March 20th through 22nd in Savannah, Georgia. We hope to see all of our summit members there. Sydney, welcome back to Out of the Hourglass. How are you today?
1: I'm great, Molly. Thanks for having me.
0: Yeah, of course, bringing you back for a topic that has been the talk of conversation amongst um, our team and several of our clients, and that is Working Genius.
1: Yes, Working Genius.
0: Yeah, so we um, have had several, we've had a couple episodes on Working Genius already, so I would encourage Mm. anybody who's currently listening, um, you can still stay, stay here where you are, keep on listening, but then I would encourage you to go back and listen to our intro to Working Genius and then our Navigating Work Dynamics Working Genius episodes. They are episodes 166 and 172. And that will kind of bring you full context. uh, But stay here while we have you. Um, So Working Genius, Sid, give us a a really high overview of what we're talking about before we jump into the team debrief
1: component today. Sure. So Working Genius is a Really, it's a productivity assessment that Patrick Lencioni and his team at the Table Group created um, probably about two years ago, I guess now. Um, there is a book as well as a podcast series um, that features the working genius highly in-depth. Um, but in essence, everyone has two geniuses of the greater six working geniuses. Um, and those geniuses are wonder, invention, discernment, galvanizing, enablement, and tenacity. Um, And so really working genius has to do with energy. And when you're working in your two geniuses, you're constantly kind of turning that energy over. Um, So building energy within your work and in your day. Um, When you're working in your competencies, you're sort of flatlining and then eventually draining your energy. And then when you're working in your frustrations, you are depleting your energy. And that's when we see burnout um, and sort of sour moods in the workplace.
0: Yeah. And that's to be able to articulate that, like why someone is feeling drained, why someone isn't feeling passionate about the work that they are doing. That's such a cool tool to be able to identify this person is not working in the strengths that they need to be.
1: Yeah, for sure. For sure. And I think what working genius really gets at um, and, you know, I think in, in business and in, and in coaching, it's been kind of thought about for a while, but you can have someone who is seemingly a great culture fit, maybe really, really great at certain aspects of their job, but they're just not feeling engaged and you're trying to understand why, right? And, and this is where working genius comes in. Like I said, really, they say it's an 80% productivity tool, only 20% behavior or personality. Um, So it's a really, really great tool to understand how people work, what types of work um, is is really going to be best for that person, um, given their two geniuses and then their competencies and frustrations after that. So it's not only
0: impactful individually to learn, you know, where what, you know, what your geniuses, your frustrations and your competencies are, but what we have seen, and we talked about it a little bit in our previous episodes about understanding the working genius pairings, the team map, how different geniuses operate at what levels within the business to push things through a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and 10, taking that further, you have done now working genius team debriefs. You've done several of them with yes. different summit members that we work with and their teams. How has that experience been for you overall? Like what's it like to debrief a working genius team?
1: Yeah, it's it's really, really a great experience. Like one, I love getting to collaborate with our summit members, um, you know, in summit and in my position, a lot of the times I'm working with owners, right? Um, but the working team, uh, Working Genius Team debriefs allows me to get to know their employees on a much deeper level. Um, mm-hmm. Someone that I may know from emailing or, hey, this formula is broken. Can you fix it? Doing the Working Genius Team debrief allows me to get to know them on a deeper level. And, and really the whole point of the exercises is, is for them to get to know themselves on a deeper level, get to see the inner workings Of different companies and of the different cultures that that the company has you know um whether it's a larger company or a smaller team um it's it's been really really great to kind of see the levers and the behaviors and how it all kind of comes from maybe something that they they didn't quite understand going into the into the debrief but then at the end it's something that they're speaking the language they're they're saying you know, we're going to print out things in the office and and, and make this really a part of of the company um, and the processes and culture of that company. So that's been really, really great for me to see the the energy um, that comes out of that debrief for the Working Genius Program.
0: I love what you just talked about how they're printing things and putting it around the office and they're, you know, they're making it their language. Um, we have Josh Abramson joining us a little bit later on, you know, in, in this episode to share about his experience doing the working team debrief, his team. And he said that it is now a part of their daily language. And that's mm-hmm. been the biggest impact and how they, ha- they have, they have realized and understood the different components of their team and, Oh yeah, that's why she is wanting to propose this new idea or this, because she's invention. Like she's create, she's always creating. She's bringing invention, and now we understand right. it, and now we know we need it. So to to hear to hear the 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 real life like tangible takeaways from a concept, mm-hmm. I think is where where it hits home. So we'll we'll talk to to Josh a little bit later in this episode. For um, those companies that you have done this with, what is what's the preparation on the team side? What do they have to do to come ready to show up to this de- debrief?
1: Yeah, um, I think really at a at a base level, um, you really need to have a team or have a environment where people can feel vulnerable. Um, I think that's at, at a very baseline is where working genius is going to be most effective. Of course, it can lead to enhanced vulnerability. I think between a team, but if if you're if you have a a, a team or maybe someone that's feeling a little self conscious about the results because we we go pretty deep, right? I mean I we. Um, I don't really hold any bars and I've, I my job is to facilitate tough conversations when I'm doing this working genius debrief. Um, so I think at at a baseline having um, you know that understanding that everyone has geniuses, everyone has competencies, everyone has frustrations. they're all needed in a company um, is is really, really powerful to allow us to um, kind of cut through, Um, some of the the difficulties that comes along with understanding and then implementing that within a company, um, which of course then leads to greater efficiency and understanding. Um, But from there, like I said, there is um, a Working Genius book. um, There's a podcast um, by the table group that they can definitely take advantage of that. I wouldn't say that that's a necessity, um, but you definitely have a a better understanding of, of the program um, coming into the debrief um everyone does need to take a working genius assessment um so it's, it's pretty quick pretty simple um, really easy to do to take that assessment um, and then once all of those assessments are in um, I put that into what's called the team map um and that's really all i need for the debrief um you know one of the things that i wanted to mention about the working genius is I think there's there's a lot of content out there, right? In the world. Yeah. There's a lot of it's learning this and learning that. And yeah. like on all the social medias and you almost like don't know which blog to follow, which podcasts to listen to, you know, because there's just so much out there. Um, but what I really, really love about the working genius is that it's simple. The assessment's simple. The report that you get out of is out of the assessment is really simple. I think it's something like your four or five pages, right? It's not a whole textbook that you're getting. Yeah. Um and really the power that lies in the debrief is the conversations. And I think that has made it easier for our clients to implement because it is so simple to wrap your you're not you're not needing to learn like complex algebra before you can implement right. it within your company, right? You know, it, it's something that the the structure is very simple, they have like a one-page diagram that I show that I work off of that's very simple to understand and it's almost immediate, um, immediate connection with how they can implement that in their company and the conversations around um, in that debrief and then further escalating down. Um, so that's one of the things that I really, really love about Working Genius is how, how simple it is to get started. How you know easy it is to do the debrief, and how it's really that conversation um, that that sparks you know the the genius of the working genius.
0: Sometimes it's the simplest things that have the biggest impact.
1: Yeah. At, at the end yeah. of the day,
0: we don't need to have this complicated web of crazy philosophy thinking to right. to feel like we can have a discussion there's, it's just a, it's a simple framework for how we can look at the, the, the different people on our team. Um, what type of of preparation do you do before the debrief? You know, you're looking at the team map. What are, what are, where do you like to, to spend your time when you're preparing?
1: Yeah. So I like to, um, I like to really kind of get to know the company, um, and get to know where they're at. You know, of course we have, You know companies that are just you know starting in their journey as a business as a management team. Um, We have companies that have you know been together for ten years or been with us for over ten years, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So I like to get to know where that that company and that team is. Um, I'll actually look at their um, CPC summary um, that they do in our planning process and kind of see what their goals are for the year, see what their big rocks are. I may talk to their coach, um, as well to get that information. Um, I also love stalking our company's websites (laughs) and going, um, going to like an about me page or meet the team page. Um, a lot of our clients have really, really, um, creative pages and, you know, I always love when they have a dog on the page, Uh, which a (laughs) few companies that have their office dogs on the page, but you know, I'll go and I'll look and you know that if I don't know someone on the team already, that may allow me to put a face kind of to the name. Um, And I'll, I'll get to know a little bit about that person's background. Kind of, you know, a lot of, a lot of people will have like their hobbies and things like that. Um, So that allows me to come um, to the debrief, not as a rigid facilitator, but, but someone that can really facilitate a more holistic um, conversation um, but then when it comes down to the working genius side, like I said, there's a, um, a team map um, that's that's produced when we put all of everyone's individual assessments together. Um, and so I'm really looking and analyzing that team map. Um, knowing each person's role is also really important. So knowing their role, um, but then looking to see, okay, you know, is this team stacked pretty heavily um, in the implementation phase of work, for example. Um, or are are they are they missing people in the ideation stage of work right um or they're they're really kind of evenly split between ideation activation and implementation um so I'm really looking for um holes at first um and then you know we we say the phrase the numbers tell the story in this case yep. it's, it's words but I'm, I'm looking for a story within that map um to be able to connect um, you know, kind of what the map says. And then, of course, if I know, um, <clears throat> excuse me, that there's sometimes when we do team debriefs, there's there's a purpose behind it. You know, maybe it's a new team that's just formed or they're going into their yearly planning retreat. So I'll kind of use that context um, to really kind of put it in perspective based off what I see um, in everyone's geniuses and the team map.
0: I love it. You're going in with like Full picture. You want context before, yes. <laughs> and which is critical to have that context before you come into a, what what will be a vulnerable conversation.
1: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I I want to be fully prepared. You know. I mean, I never be as fully prepared, but you as know, my prepared I see, as prepared as <laughs> you can be to be as prepared I can be. Um, you know, to, to really. Um, start to kind of think about those questions, think about where, you know, I, I create an agenda, um, but where I can kind of poke and prod and, and where I can look to pu- pull more context from from the individual um, team members about, you know, about their geniuses, about their roles and their tasks.
0: What, I, what I'm hearing overall too, when you're talking about the, the environments and the vulnerability is that, and, and it kind of leads into my next question around, you know, the, the right size group of people or, you know, how different teams operate. Culture is kind of mm-hmm. an essential trigger here. Yeah. If you don't have or don't feel like you have got uh, a, a good a good culture, a safe culture, a respectful culture within your business, it's probably not the best time to do a working genius team debrief.
1: Yeah, I agree. I agree. I, I think that um you wouldn't get as much out of it because people are are going to be closed off. They're they're not going to feel able to share. Mm-hmm. Um and when we are talking about frustrations and tell me about a time when, or I remember this person came into my office and that I felt like this, they're they're not going to be willing to to share that information and to yeah. have have conversations around that. Um, so I think the working genius is much more powerful when we can all um, kind of sit around a table and and really really have some crucial conversations around what we're seeing um in the report and and really you know it's it's not that we are um you know targeting any one person or anything like that it's it's right. an eye-opening experience right and and it's it allows us a, a sort of venue to talk about these things that we all know are happening right but it it, al- it allows us, sort of discovery into why they're happening and what we can do to make it better.
0: The groups themselves, you've done both larger size groups with I don't know 8 to 10 maybe more.
1: More. Yeah, more? I think
0: more like 12. Okay. And then you've yeah. done smaller groups mm-hmm. and then you've done individual debriefs right. as well. What is is there a sweet spot on size, do you think? like the right number of think people to so. do
1: this? No, I don't think so. I think, um, you know, I think i like, you know, if we're talking 20 to 30 people, yeah, I'd like to break that up a little yeah, bit yeah, just yeah. so that there's there's time for, for conversation. Um, but really, you know, when we're talking about, you know, management teams and teams as a whole, um, no, I, I, I don't really think that there's any difference you know in in the the impact on a smaller team or a larger team um obviously the larger team um you know there's there's going to be a little more um you know pieces and and people to decipher but then when you look at the smaller teams those individual team members are wearing more hats for the organization right yes. because work still has to happen whether you're a small team or a large team yeah um so in those smaller teams um that's where we're really seeing like we're talking about roles and it's you know it may be something you're working in your frustrations now because that that may be where the company is at but we're looking to hire someone that has these as geniuses and we can take that off of your plate because we know that you're really best fit in this specific role for example
0: Shout out to all the teams of small businesses out there, and all the hats that we wear. Yes. Right?
1: <laughs>
0: if you work for a small business, you know this phrase very well. Uh, put on, take off this hat, and put on, like right. I will go in and I will take off my podcast hat, and I will put on a different hat for you know exactly. work that I have to do. And that's that's part of the fun. It's the part, when you can embrace the individuality in your day and how and how things how things differ. But within that, important to realize what is giving you energy and mm-hmm. what, what is, what is draining you in a day? And yeah. I'm sure when the variety of tasks that we all do, there are bits of it that I would pass off. That doesn't, that doesn't make me excited, but right. we have to do it. There's, there's, right. there's a basis of some things we don't love, but we still have to get done, but let's just be aware, aware of how much of our, of our responsibility as a whole, that's maybe taken exactly. up.
1: Exactly. Yeah, we want to make sure that, um, you know, if it's something that is incredibly frustrating, that it's that it's not the majority of your day or your week, um, because yes. then, then that, that's when you see, you know, you see people leave and you're like, why they they did everything well, but it was because inside that was absolutely draining to them. And we weren't recognizing that.
0: Sid, so what has been. One of the most surprising things to you in doing these debriefs, any like takeaways from the conversations that you've had that, or, or that you've seen happen while doing a debrief that has really hit home?
1: Yeah. I mean, like I said at, at the beginning, Molly, I love doing these because I love seeing our summit members at work. Right. (laughs) I don't always, you know, my, my, my job as a project manager is more, like I said, can you help me get this started or can you help me fix this? I don't always get to see the levers kind of working all at once. Yeah. Um, so for me, that's been really great to see and and facilitate those those conversations of actually using a tool, putting it in place, seeing the light bulb go off. And, in, in, you know, you could just see it on people's faces when they finally realize or that, you know, a few times a, a person has said, you know, I've never said this before, but I'm saying it now, right? Like you may not know this, but now I feel that I have a platform to be able to speak to that. Um, you know, people that have worked together for years uh, coming to aha moments, like, oh, wow, this is this is how, you know, this is how I work. And, and really sort of just getting, getting, a- being able to see how impactful, like I said, something so simple can be for our summit members. Um, And, you know, in one of the debriefs, I was showing um, a page just with a graphic of the different, there's a gear graphic of like a mechanical gear. Mm -hmm. um, And each of the geniuses are like a letter is in one gear and then the next and the next, and it's kind of cascading down. Um, And, you know, one team member said, Looking at this graphic has put it all together for me that without one of these geniuses, the machine doesn't work because the gear's not moving. Right. And I think that was so powerful for him to say to the entire team because it shows that you may be the only one in your company that has a specific genius, but that genius is so needed, so treasured, and valuable for the entire team to be able to be the most productive and efficient that they can be.
0: I love that when you can see like the light bulb turn on like mid, you know, it just mid conversation. Um, so as you mentioned, one of the team debriefs that you've done recently was the Albright team, Albright, yes. Albright painting and uh, working with Josh Abramson and um, you know, leadership from his management staff. We'll, we'll share a clip here um, a few minutes talking about uh, his experience with Working Genius. Josh, thanks so much for being here. I, I really love that you're sharing your insight on this experience. What encouraged you to make the decision to do a Working Genius team experience with your team?
2: Uh, the, the reason why we chose this book, uh, we've read five books this past year as a okay. team. And it's something that we've incorporated into our um, culture is that book reading is very important to grow our leadership. And so this was one of the books that we chose. And the reason I think we chose this book is I wanted to make sure that I had leaders that were maturing in understanding how others work. Because we have a natural bent as people yeah I have it. We all have it that yeah. my way is the right way. and the way I do things is the best way. And you tend to judge others against that. And I wanted more maturity within our team dynamic that no, no, I I can't do what she does. I can't do what he does. and I need him. Yeah. and 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 I felt like our team was getting a little bit too judgmental or too annoyed with certain things about way people do things or Mm -hmm. even within their own frustration why do I have to do this and so this was a a real eye-opening book it really was
0: yeah I've loved the the just the conversation that I've had with Sydney on it and we have done we've all done our own um assessments internally and it's been like eye-opening like oh Yeah. yeah That, that makes total sense for you. That's yes. why you annoy me when you do that thing. Yes.
2: yes, And you know what? Um, it's interesting what the book does. Is, and, and I think we do this with many books. And that is we have this natural understanding, but we can't quite pinpoint it until we read the book that really exudes the wisdom that we were looking for. We're like, ah, yeah, that's why I, yeah. that's why this person doing that. I, I knew something, but I didn't know how to articulate it. The books typically clearly articulate and you're like, ah. and yeah. things
0: make a lot of sense when you can like define it or put a word to it or articulate mm-hmm. it versus mm-hmm. it feeling like this vague idea. Um. So you decided to read the book and then in doing this debrief, what kind of environment was this debrief done? Did you have, was it done in the office? Were you outside the office? Was it just a general team meeting?
2: Well, I'll tell you how, how we did it. Uh, we have a once a month where we try to read a book and then we have what's called a book club afterwards. So this was one of the months book. And you would uh, get to join in with Sydney who debriefed with us. And so that was, and we provided lunch and we did it, but we did it, we we did this summary with Sydney at the office the day before we were going on our our OTB on the business team retreat. So it worked perfectly in timing wise because we were gonna go into a big planning session for a couple of days. We wanted to make sure that our team understood who we're working with and and be excited about this new language that we are, we've are we learned. And it worked brilliantly, perfect. It's a great experience for us.
0: And so your OT OTB team is made up of kind of your, your management structure within yes. the business. Yes, yeah. Okay.
2: Say, well, you know, one of them, salesman, our business uh, manager and uh, analyst, uh, our general manager, and... Um, Myself and my two field supervisors. Okay, so that's, and that's you had to,
0: any hesitations from anybody? Like, were they were they nervous to take the assessment and then like talk to each other about the why and the how?
2: Not, not that I'm aware of. In okay. fact, nobody expressed that, and just the opposite was expressed uh they were so excited about it and were looking forward to it and learning about the others and learning about themselves. So there wasn't that I sense and in fact I heard from several that it was their favorite book of the year so far. They loved the book. Success. Yeah, it was a success.
0: So since doing um the, the debrief itself were there any surprises that arrived or any confirmations of, of the teen dynamics and then any impacts since that time that, so it's been probably a month or so month and a half since you Mm -hmm. actually did the debrief, had your OTB retreat. Have you Mm -hmm. noticed any changes?
2: Yes. Um, So the, the biggest changes I think I recognized was uh, I wouldn't say ch- the changes that I recognized. I would say was the how the team is working together and how they're accepting one another. Before mm-hmm. it was a little bit of a, uh, you know, I felt I felt the separation happening because we're a lot more remote now. Uh, I've got three of my top uh, executives now remote working, and and so that's even a little more challenging. Yeah. So I uh, I've seen a big emphasis on their acceptance of each other and, and, and identifying and actually championing, championing, uh, what's the word? I can't say it right. Yeah.
0: I think it's a champ, champion, champion. Yeah. We're both they're with it.
2: championing <laughs> the other person's genius now, instead of yeah. maybe tearing it down. Like one of ours is, uh, her top one is wonder. And they would get frustrated because she would be thinking and, and wondering and changing us direction when we've already made a decision or already, you know, going that direction, they'd get frustrated by it. And now they're like, ah, yes, we see it. And we know that we need it. So yeah. it's been very good.
0: I love it. I, I think it's, it's a really great to hear how you can take a team and, and get them to embrace a one, a book, mm-hmm. two, and the idea to take an assessment, and three, to do a debrief, and that now it's going to impact and is impacting how you guys interact yeah. in the office yeah. moving forward, to recognize yeah. each other's strengths, and just to recognize that we need each of these geniuses yes. to be to be the best that Albright can be.
2: Yes. Yeah. And we'll identify if we're missing something yes. or if we don't have that in our team, And, uh, and I, I recognized a couple other things. It was really interesting. Like I had surprises myself, uh, with a couple of team members. I was like, wow, I didn't realize he had tenacity and this person has tenacity too. I didn't, I did not recognize that in them. And now I, I go to them and I'm like, oh, now I know who to ask for help in that area. Right. Right because it's not yeah. gonna frustrate them. Where I'm asking the other person that's like, mm, that's that's gonna frustrate me. So I really, it was an eye-opening uh, exercise for us. Love the book.
0: Well, good. I hope that just folks hearing what you have to say encourages more people to read the book, think about taking the assessment. If a teen debrief is something that interests them to, to talk to us more about it. But at the end of the day, to become more aware of your team dynamics is um, is just like taking your business to that next level, and it's about people and managing people's hard, and very so hard. to be informed about how to manage and how to talk to people, that's it's like unlocking hardest. a tool.
2: Yes, and this book helps you with that tool. It really it, does. It's a tool to help you with that. It very much so. How to communicate with people. Yeah. Yeah
0: and it's that's something that we can always we're always learning right like that's learning how to communicate with people it's something i don't think any but anyone will ever master yeah you just got to keep working on it
2: yeah i think you have a whole um podcast here i think we just you know
0: <laughs> i know <laughs> this little clip that we were just going to you know bring into sydney and i's yeah. conversation it's it's a podcast in itself yeah. uh, well thank you so much for You're for welcome. sharing Sid, that was so fun to hear about Josh's experience and his team. You you could just see and feel the excitement in his voice. I mean, from the book club that they've started and reading of the book. uh, How was that for you facilitating Albright?
1: Yeah, it was. It was great. And I actually I knew that Josh had read the book, but I didn't actually know that or understand at the time that it was a part of the book club and that you actually, if you participated in the book club, then you have to come to the debrief. So that That was an interesting spin. Yeah. Yeah. And an interesting spin on it. Um, and you know, for me, it was, it was such a joy to be, um, with the Albright team. You can, as, as you can feel Josh's energy radiate kind of through the screen or through your speakers. That's how I felt doing the debrief with his entire team. Everybody there um, was so ready to share, ready to learn, ready to be vulnerable. Um, It it really, really, really was just a powerful conversation um, for everyone all around. Like he said, he had um, multiple members of his on the business team, but then he had people from sales. Um, people from out in the field. So it it was a really diverse group of people. And it was interesting to see kind of in these um, different divisions of that company, how they're talking about using Working Genius and in in this role specifically, and, and people talking about working together across divisions, because I think that's a big thing too is, is, you know, especially as you get into these larger companies, you kind of get into silos and, oh, this person does that and that's that task. But really stopping and and having a conversation with someone or calling somebody up and just say, hey, what do you think about this, you know, um, can be really, really helpful when it comes to leveraging someone else's genius. Um, So like I said, it was a really great time with that team. Um, I'm so happy to hear that it it really jump-started their their on-the-business meeting um, that they had going into 2024, um, and I'm excited to see um, see how how they're continuing to use it throughout this year.
0: Yeah, I love it. It's awesome. You're right. He took he timed it so well with it happening right before their OTB. Yeah, the day ret-
1: before OTB retreat.
0: That was that was really really smart. So we Josh, we thank you for for sharing your your team's experience because I think it it matters to hear how it how it actually worked for somebody's own team.
1: You know mm-hmm. we can speak
0: about this all we want, right, Sid, but until yeah. like you understand what it's like for your your people and to go through it um, and how it actually impacts you, that's where it, it really makes a difference. We encourage folks to read the book, to listen to the podcasts that Working Genius has, to take the assessment. You can do it on your own just through the Working Genius uh, website. Yes, yeah, the website, yep. Yeah. We'll, we'll link that in the show notes. We highly encourage it. If you're looking for either an individual debrief or a team debrief, we're happy for you to reach out to us. Sydney is a uh, Working Genius certified trainer. So uh, she is the go-to girl at this office for all things Working Genius. All things Working Genius. Feel
1: yeah. free to let me know.
0: Sid, thank you so much for being here. As always, appreciate the time, appreciate your wisdom and your, your, your sharing of your experiences. And uh, I look forward to continuing these conversations with you in the future.
1: Thank you, Molly. It's a great thank time. You.
0: Thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode. Out of the Hourglass is recorded and produced by the team at Nolan Consulting Group, a nationwide business coaching and consulting firm with coaches located throughout the country. Have a question, comment, or idea for future episodes? We'd love to hear from you. Visit our website, www.nolancg.com.